Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for October 30th, 2015. It's Devil's Night here on Friday Night Party Line, and the little devils we have with us tonight are George. Hey, George. How's it going, everybody? It's going good, at least for me. How's, how's things for you, man? Not too bad. Months over. Got to cut off early because I'd already put in too many hours. Uh-huh. Nice. So you got Halloween off, huh? Uh, yeah. What, what's your costume? What's your costume this Halloween? My costume is gamer. Ah, very, very... Uh, <laughs> I am going to sit here I see. I see you You are a method costumer. I see. I am. <laughs> Hold on. Let me do hipster. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I see. Well, you're missing the scarf for the hipster for the hipster garb. Uh, also on the show, we got Scott Johnson, Scojo, for the third episode in a row, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? I, if I, you keep talking about politics, I I'll know. keep coming on. I know, right? I know. I see for your, uh, for your Halloween costume, you're going as a pretty, pretty princess. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, for those of you on the podcast, uh, Skojo has enabled a uh, Google Hangouts uh, thing that makes a little floating tiara hover around his head. So he's he's it's a, totally not working right. He's, yeah, it's kind of hovering like maybe a couple of inches above his head. He is totally being a pretty pretty princess. Uh, we also have Nelson. Nelson, man, where have you been? I've been very busy writing the JavaScripts. Ah, the JavaScripts. Are you, uh, how, how have you been? It's been like almost a month since the last time you've been on. It feels like it's been like a week. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> how, uh, how, how's Charlotte doing? Uh, she's doing pretty well. Oh, that's she's good. She's gonna listen in and. Play, play <laughs> games. All right. Well, we all look forward to Charlotte's uh, often hilarious commentary from the background. Um, <laughs> Skojo has switched his pretty, pretty tiara out for a party hat. Um, Chirba is nominally going to be joining us later. He's um, he's currently at PAX Australia, which means he is our uh, he is our PAX correspondent. He's going to be coming in uh, via cell phone via satellite, uh, and he's going to be coming live into the show live from PAX Australia 2015. Dun dun dun, and. Um, He'll be he'll be coming in for the show from there, assuming he can get a stable connection and uh, isn't about to die because he pulled a really long shift yesterday being an enforcer. Uh, so tonight on the show, we're going to be focusing on only a couple of things, um, mostly because it's going to be a fairly short show. I have to get out of here at a set time. Um, first thing we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> yeah, what? What did Charlotte say? It's cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, we are going to be uh, we're going to be getting out of here at a set time. And the first topic we're going to be talking about is the Republican debate number three, because we hate ourselves. Um, <laughs> these guys, this 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 cavalcade of of, of just crazy people. What a bore! <laughs> Good God. I hear that this one was more exciting though because well, CNBC did did some naughty things or something. Oh no, oh, no, they, they didn't ask them questions. Yeah, they didn't. No. They didn't throw I mean, them softballs. Is what they did. 
Oh. Yeah, you know, it's funny. They they were talking about like, oh, if Democrats were on there, they would have uh, they wouldn't have got questions like this. But if you heard that last Democratic debate, mm-hmm. they they asked Hillary Clinton things like, would you say anything to get elected? Like, those are tough questions. They were the same kind of questions <laughs> that were asked during the Republican debate. It's just the Republican debate. The Republican debaters were too, you know. They're, to actually answer they're the question. Too mu- they're too much of uh, pansy, bleeding hearts to be able to handle serious yeah. debate questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, just the first question when they asked, what is your greatest weakness? And the fact that, like, I think two people named weaknesses and the rest gave either BS, yeah. uh, you're being interviewed for a company, oh, this really great thing about me is a weakness. Or, or just straight up lies. Yeah. Trump, Trump I'm too trusting. (laughs) I have too much money. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, and Carly Fiorina, however, uh, to her credit, took a stab at the uh, the people out there who were saying that, oh, she doesn't, Carly Fiorina needs to smile more. To her credit, she did take that jab. (laughs) Very little credit, but to her credit. Because she didn't really answer the question. She said that, and then she goes on about government corruption favoring the wealthy and the powerful. Says And, <laughs> and about how that leads to socialism, which I didn't really follow when yeah, she was saying it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz was, was very passionate about the Constitution. That, that's, his, that's his greatest weakness. He's in love with it. He wants to give it warm wet kisses yeah he's gonna give the constitution warm wet kisses and then he's gonna drive you home yeah you don't want to have a beer with him but he will be the designated driver for you oh yeah that's the one <laughs> he'll come and pick you up uh, not, not have a beer with you but pick you up oh man and then give you a kiss if you're a law <laughs> if you're a law i like my think my favorite question in the in the debate was Trump being asked if his campaign was a comic book version of a presidential campaign? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's really what we all want to know. <laughs> this, this, mean, if, if, he doesn't strike you, if he doesn't strike you like Lex Luthor running for president, like, I don't know what does. <laughs> he needs to be bald to strike me as Lex Luthor running for president. Oh, that'd be kind of badass if he shaved his head. Yeah, you know, or just take off the toupee. (laughs) No, because he's got hair on the side. I mean, you know, whole thing gone. (laughs) Uh, I think my favorite, the the story I saw that was my favorite was Ben Carson's uh, thing about his his tithing. They they said it's like, oh, so, um, you know, I did some math on your tithing. Uh, and ten percent will only raise one point five trillion dollars. And he's like, uh, "Well, it's got to be more like fifteen, probably." You're still one point five trillion short of our, you know, of current government. It's like, well, we're gonna have to make spending cuts. It's mm. like you're proposing cutting forty percent of the federal government. <laughs> it's not true. All I could think when I read that was. That's not true. That's impossible. Yeah, but the other thing, I mean, really, what you, when you, when Ben Carson starts talking, you just start uh, thinking about a nap, don't you? I mean, yeah. I have not actually seen him speak. 
Oh, oh, you should. Oh, you. If you, you really want, should. if you want to start a career, profitable career as an anesthetist, getting a copy of all of Ben Carson's speeches is a great way to build up your supply of tools. Wow. To be honest, the only candidate I've heard speak about I want to be president is Trump. Because like, of that's course, that's the only thing they run on the news at the gym. <laughs> I remember when Kanye West said he was going to run for president, and we all thought this was hilarious. And now we've got white, fat, old Kanye West. Hey, my dad still loves Trump. Still loves Trump. Your dad loves Trump? Oh, yeah. I am so sorry. He's so sick, as he stated on my Facebook last night when I posted (laughs) a video about Trump sounds like your drunk friend. Um... (laughs) You know, he's tired of politicians, so he wants America to be run like a business, even though you don't want your country run like a business. No. I also Um, don't really trust Trump running businesses. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I mean, (laughs) well, I mean, yeah, but if you're looking at the businessmen up there, I mean, Trump at least has made a ton of money compared to, you know, destroying a major corporation. Trump has made less money than if he had taken his inheritance and put it in a savings account. Has he? I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, one. that that he, I saw that article has. too. Yeah, well, he, that's... Would, he would have multiple more billions than he does have if he had just let his money sit there and not done anything. <laughs> I don't trust him running a business. Hmm. And and any money he did make a lot. I've read his. I've read his uh, his biography. Or not not his biography. The uh, the famous book. He, I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. I read it. Um. His book. I've read his book, and um, he's his his kind of an yeah. I'm, I felt uh, that's how basically how I felt after I read it. He kind of made his money basically being an asshole, and you don't want your government to be an asshole. Yeah, I mean, how many times has a company filed for bankruptcy? Three, four, something, some large number. <laughs> I mean. If you bankrupt the federal government, that is literally going to destroy the world. Yeah. Like, that that will unhinge the entire world economy. Mm-hmm. I did find that there was one candidate out of that, that crazy circus of people that I actually found myself agreeing with a couple of times. Legasp. Um, and that was Governor uh, John Kasich. I, he is, I mean, there are some things that he and I fundamentally disagree on. Um, his stance on abortion is terrible. Um, Kasich didn't show as crazy, though. And he, yeah, he well, I mean, that's the, the whole point. Right? Yeah, he is actually batshit insane. Really? Yeah. Huh. He is well, actually a crazy person. You know, um, everything, you know, everything that's, everything that everybody hated Scott Walker for? Sure. John Kasich did the same thing it's just the voters of ohio smacked him down and he didn't just keep pressing it (laughs) (laughs) which shows a little bit of not craziness yeah a little bit i want to govern the people and the people say no stop doing this so okay (laughs) i'll stop doing this Uh, but i mean yeah he's definitely definitely... he's presenting himself more moderate than he actually is but that's how you gotta you know if he's gonna tack to the center just because everybody's too so far to the right <laughs> yeah well i mean pbs did pbs has um has pages where they go and they 
you know, look at the candidates' voting records and all their statements, and they basically have a list of where the candidates stand on any given thing. And a lot of his stances that are that I like, that are well, rather that I can tolerate, that are more on the moderate side, are backed up by his voting and how and the laws that he got, the laws that he passed through, and things like that. Now, whether or not those laws were just you know a matter of the state legislature saying yes, we are going to keep voting this law through until you sign it. You know, is what you know is neither here nor there. I don't know if that's the case, but he does have some record to go behind it. And although I do, lo- I did love how Trump um, just immediately went after him. Well, I mean, he did call him out. So <laughs> he called Trump and Carson out. Isn't Carson right now leading in the polls? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is in Ohio, I believe, but maybe not nationally. Wow, still, that's got to uh, be a national. that's got to be a hit the... for Kasich. Not even leading in, in his own home oh, yeah. state. Oh, you're asking uh, with Ohio for Kasich. Kasich's not. Kasich's like in last everywhere. He's <laughs> the person that Democrats most want to uh, if they had to pick somebody that they didn't want to just beat the crap out of. They had to become president. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, like yeah. Nelson just said. It's kind of a you know they're they probably don't want him to be, but with uh, people running up there, I mean, actually the person I'd probably want, um, I mean honestly, I probably, I mean my fantasy Republican primary person is Kasich, but if I thought that there was somebody up there that probably wouldn't destroy everything, it might be Chris Christie. You think? Really, you know, Chris? You got to do you got to do certain things when you're in charge of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at least like I'm familiar with his type, you know. Like coordinate with the mob. <laughs> yeah. Close a lane on the George Washington Bridge just to spite your political out uh, enemies. Ooh, hey, you know, imagine, imagine that the commuters are Putin and yeah. Syria is the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> exactly. That's that's Chris Christie. Exactly. Strong leader right there. <laughs> I think I think one of the most honest moments in the debate was when Carly Fiorina said that she wanted to reduce the entirety of the tax code to three pages. There was a great tweet. I'm uh, okay with that. That sounds happened. awesome. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't remember which one of the moderators it was, but it was one of the gentlemen, and he turned and says, you want to bring 70,000 pages to three? Is that using really, really small type? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is why the moderators got beat up, because they occasionally called the people on their BS. Yeah. Why can't we have more of that? I like that. I want that on both sides. There was a really good tweet when that happened uh, where some web developer was just like, oh, just put all the pages in an HTML document and make it auto-scroll. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now it's one page. One page. Yeah, one yeah. page. Beautiful. <laughs> it's even double-spaced. <laughs> why, why would they want to reduce the tax code to three pages I don't understand the, the sentiment like that, is that it's all about trying to make it less yeah. government less make the yeah, government but, less and, and in the case of the tax code more specifically um, it would be under the auspices of removing loopholes and things like that for businesses there, and there helping out no the little people oh, yeah, that's the point. 
Yeah. You know what? I would love to remove all of the loopholes from the tax code. This is a crazy idea, but I would be into removing every single loophole and deduction in the tax code, straight up, for everything. Like, three pages would just cover, like, the amortization of, like, the tax rate chart. <laughs> That's it. It's like, you just have to <laughs> scroll down and go, okay, I made this much. Okay. <laughs> That, that's that's all you'd have room for. See, here's the thing. I don't mind all the deductions because I do take a lot of dedu- deductions. Like anytime I have to go and travel to, you know, meet a client or anything like that, that gas is deductible. If I have to buy you, new nice shirts. Yeah. If you're if you're that's living paycheck to paycheck in <laughs> and you're a cashier, yeah. you're not going to have the time or the inclination to take those deductions. Well, you'll have the inclination, just not the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tax deductions help rich people, basically. Well, I like tax deductions. Well, I not like I mean it helps students. <laughs> it helps students too because you can take because students can take deductions on basically everything associated with going to school. You know what it really helps? It helps people who own a house or maybe even two houses. <laughs> oh yes, those the people that own two houses. Yep, those yep. people. Those people. Uh, Man, every time they talk, see the funny part is I'm against the uh, mortgage interest credit, um, but personally benefit by, from it a lot. So I'm kind of like, oh <laughs> man, I kind of like that. I better not talk too much about it. <laughs> uh, I, I Stand on your principles, man. Deductions. Technically, every time I go to PAX, all of the all of the transportation and the food and the hotel, all of that's deductible. Oh, ah, yeah. Really? Because technically it's for work. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yes. How you justify? Because, uh... Do you write an I, article about PAX? No, because I am technically uh, contracted by whatever the the... Uh, the company they use to do the enforcer stuff now. Ah. It is technically, I pay taxes on stuff going to PAX, and so all of the things that I do at PAX are, for the most part, deductible. Because <laughs> if, if I'm having a meal at PAX, I'm talking about PAX. <laughs> Good job. That's, that's true. <laughs> That's true. This is this is the kind of thing that we're like, yes, this is great. You know, no, I can take I think these. That's terrible. You think this is te- you think this is terrible. Even though it helps me. Even though it helps you. Yeah. It's so much more energy to deal with this, and like, I'll get some money back. I don't need that money. Uh huh. Like, I get that money back because I don't want you know it to finance another like genocide. But oh really? Oh. I, I oh, would so rather. Noble. <laughs> I would rather pay a set amount and have that set amount be a progressive income tax like people have had since Diocletian. Um, and I, because it was a great idea then, it's still a great idea. Maybe we should continue having that idea. You know what, oh, Nelson? Nelson, tax, if, you are, if you are going back and saying that the ideas from the Diocletian were great ideas and frankly this new stuff is wrong, you are more conservative than even the most crazy conservative <laughs> in the Republican <laughs> Party. Well, no. I believe you are they're more conservative than me because before Diocletian, guess what there was? A flat tax. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I think we should. So, so what do you feel about uh, Ted Cruz's ten percent flat tax after thirty thousand dollars of income? I and think then, he's uh, wrong. Uh, I think that citizens of Rome should also have to pay tax. That what? Citizens of Rome should have to pay tax. No more free lunch. <laughs> so what about what, what about what, the what business the tax? Of Rome in this example, I'm confused. Yeah, I think he means the poor people. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I mean the actual citizens of Rome. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I thought it was. A so are we gonna go? Mind. So are we gonna go uh, annex? Are we gonna go annex Rome? <laughs> my my point is that flat taxes are so regressive that they are literally going back two thousand years. Mm. Like that's crazy. You mean like a sales tax? consumption tax in in states with uh, only consumption taxes yeah yeah that is that's yeah so hard to not in Delaware (laughs) I don't think California I'm not sure if California has a consumption tax you have sales tax we have we have nine and a half we have nine and a half percent we have nine and a half percent sales tax that's so you have cool. a high sales tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's expensive. <laughs> um, um, Rubio was asked like way in the beginning. Um, basically, you're some young kid. What the hell is your hurry to become president of the United States? So was Barack. Yeah. Um, he was asked that, and at that point in the, because I, I was taking notes throughout the entire thing I was, wa- the entire part I was watching, full disclosure, I kind of gave up watching like halfway through. I really just couldn't take it anymore. Um, at that point, my notes stopped being, uh, Fiorina, fed up with unfulfilled promises of tax code reform, wants to reduce it to three pages, or Cruz, 10% flat tax up to $36,000. You know, really comprehensive, you know, really notes that encompass what they're saying. And more notes that became, well, I will read you my notes of his response, um, to, uh, basically, what is the hurry? The world is terrible. I need to stop it from getting worse. Also, the media hates conservatives and and you know whammer slam. And he, he did get he did get a pretty good slam on uh, on on Hebe. You know what's weird? Huh? Hmm. Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz are the same age. Okay. Well, okay. just look at them. One of them looks like a kind <laughs> of youngish, you know, man. And one of them looks like a hundred-year-old golem, <laughs> <laughs> but they're the same age. That's very strange. Well, people age differently. <laughs> yeah, genes are a bastard like that. Yeah, I, so, I started who's getting the golem here. Is that Ted Cruz? Yeah, look at him. <laughs> well, let me you see where he did there. there. <laughs> I guess where is he from? <clears throat> oh, he's from Texas. They don't wear sunscreen in Texas. The, they don't. They don't. <laughs> so. Back on Marco Rubio real quick. Yeah. So, like, the media pretty much tried to say that Marco Rubio won that debate. and um, But I was listening to the Political Gab Fest, which is a pretty great uh, political weekly political show by Slate. Uh-huh. Um, and the lady on it, uh, Emily Baslong, was talking about how Marco Rubio kind of creeped her out in this debate because every almost every time he spoke, he lied. But he uh-huh. lied in such a pleasant way. Or he lied or deflected completely 
Uh, but he did it in such a way that no one ever called him on it. And she was She's just a- like, she was just sitting there going like, I can just imagine him in like a few years, like, you know, running the country, just lying to us about some war going on. Let me tell you, Marco Rubio is a great mafia player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he took, they tried to call him out on his finances. He just like attacked the moderator for even asking a question. He Bush tried to attack what him. Percentages were. Oh, guys. Bush guys. Bush tried to attack him. Guys, this is amazing. Apparently, the RNC chairman has called oh, yeah. off a, ha, the, the NBC, the f- upcoming NBC debate after <laughs> after Thursday or Wednesday's debate. Uh, this is why I messaged you an hour ago and said, "Hey, yeah, I want to do this." Yeah, can I? I can this I, breaking news? Yeah, can I read this? I want to. I want to take a little bit of time and read this letter, and and you guys can feel free to. I'm going to play the part of uh, of Mr. Um, of a uh, Mr. Reince Priebus, and um, and you guys can read this letter, and I'll, I'll read this letter, and you guys can uh, can jump in <laughs> with your comments. But this this bears reading, okay? <clears throat> uh, addressed to uh, Mr. Andrew Lack, Chairman of NBC News at Rockefeller Plaza. Oh man, <clears throat> Mr. Lack. I write to inform you that pending further discussion between the Republican National Committee and our presidential campaigns, we are suspending the partnership with NBC News for the Republican primary debate at the University of Houston on February 26, 2016. The RNC's sole role in the primary debate process is to ensure that our candidates are given a full and fair opportunity to lay out their vision for America's future. We simply cannot continue with NBC without full consultation with our campaigns Ugh. the cnbc no no no. there's more there's more the cnbc network is one of your media properties and its handling of the debate was concluded in bad faith was conducted in bad faith we understand that nbc does not exercise full editorial control over cnbc's journalistic approach however the network is an arm of your organization and we need to ensure that there is not a repeat performance the translation of the last statement was we look at how much uh, control our political arm has over Fox News. Why don't you have control over your free press? <laughs> also, who watches CNBC? Eh, I flip through like, and I might land on it. Censoring your your network properly. What's wrong with you? Basically, the weird thing is it's Tea Party people. Like it is very conservative. Yeah, I mean, it's a pro-business, super, you know, it's a business-oriented channel to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, Fox, whatever. Right? It's it's old rich white men yelling. Yeah, What basically. it really is, is them going, oh, God, hopefully if we, like, give it another two or three weeks, maybe some people will drop out and things will be less chaotic. <laughs> oh, yeah. They really need to call the herd badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so, why do they still even have the JV debate? They, they should just, like, really just say, ah, you guys don't really have a chance. Let's talk okay. about the JV debate, because oh. it was weird. Hang on, hang there on, hang on. Question. You guys, hold on. You guys are going to like the next question. You guys are going to like the next paragraph. You're going to riff on it mm-hmm. hilariously. <clears throat> CNBC billed the debate as one that would focus on the, quote, the key issues that matter to all voters, job growth, taxes, technology, retirement, and the health of our national economy, end quote. That was not the case. Before the debate, the candidates were promised an opening question on economic or financial matters. That was not the case. 
Candidates were promised that speaking time would be carefully monitored to ensure fairness. That was not the case. Questions were inaccurate or downright offensive. The first question directed to one of our candidates asked if he was running a comic book version of a presidential campaign, <laughs> hardly in the spirit of how the debate was billed. Every time you said that was not the case, I was just imagining a political ad because they're running pretty thick and heavy. Right now. Yeah. That is not like red letters. That is not the case. I do yeah. agree with him, but from a completely different direction, I think that they did not. And the, the Republican uh, debate moderators have not had control over the, the speaking times. Um, I think it's ridiculous that people running for president can't like fit what they want to say into a certain allotted amount of time. Yeah. Uh, and if I were running, if I was moderating these debates, I would cut off their mics when their time was done. Oh, would that would be great. I would, I would absolutely do that. Um, while debates are meant to include tough questions and contrast candidates' visions and policies for the future of America, CNBC's moderator engaged in a series of gotcha questions, petty and mean-spirited in tone, and designed to embarrass our candidates. What took place on Wednesday night was not an attempt to give the American people a greater understanding of our candidates' policies and ideas. I have tremendous respect for the First Amendment and freedom of the press. However, I also, However. Assume, I also expect the media to host a substantive debate on consequential issues important to the American to Americans, CNBC yeah. did not. Policy. They asked Chris Christie about energy policy, and he said we need to invest in alternative energy. And he, they they count. They asked him another question immediately. They said, "The government? No. Then who?" <laughs> and then Chris Christie sort of went off on them about like, "What are you like? What are you doing?" It's like. You, Following you didn't up. answer the freaking question. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get an answer. The mythical business gods? Who's going to invest in the alternative? <laughs> oh, you know, they should really have debates where they give, like, uh, a shock, electric shock to a candidate <laughs> they start trying to, like, deviate from answering the question. <laughs> like, what's your what's your weakness? Um, uh, I'm too perfect. <laughs> Scojo, there's a name for that. It's called a military interrogation. <laughs> and Republicans are all for that. Mil- they're totally all right. for that, totally so they should be fine. Yeah, the- waterboard. Every every one of them should be waterboard. The GOP oh. debate live from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> since we canceled, since we canceled our. It'll work at ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they. I love how the letter says we have tremendous uh, respect for the freedom uh, for the First Amendment and freedom of press, but we don't think you're doing the jo- your job the way we think you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful. It's beautiful. You should just like play another Democratic debate or something. <laughs> like, okay, we'll get more free time to them then. That's well, cool. no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're going home. <laughs> it is true. They they are going to be what they they are going to be doing a debate that day. Uh, the, the the letter goes on to say that you know while they're suspending the partnership with NBC, they are still going. They still intend to have a debate on that day. So either they are going to be Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, like uh, Michael Savage and 
don't know. Um, what, what's that? What's the what's the paranoid guy on Fox News? Can't remember his name. Uh, oh, he's not on there anymore. Uh, what's his face? Glenn Beck. That's Glenn the Beck. one. He's fallen off the radar, hasn't he? Well, that's because he quit, and then he started his own network. So he appears sometimes, but you know. <laughs> no, you know who it should be? Glenn Beck, uh, Chuck Johnson, and uh, I don't know the third one. Scott Johnson's dad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> she was a reporter. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad. I think I think Jason also feels sad wherever he is. <laughs> Just got this pang of um, pang of hurt. Uh, so you were saying that they're actually going to have the debate, but that's what the letter says. That's what the letter says. They're going to have. They fully intend to have a debate. This letter just came out today. There's there's really no other information, but that's what the letter that says. Sounds, it sounds, sounds like, like they're someone when like when you cancel your plans, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're just like, oh no, I'll have a debate. It's not going to be at your house. Gonna I'm going to have my own debate with hookers and <laughs> whatever the hell Bender goes on about. Oh, this is even funnier. The debate was also co-hosted by Telemundo, and it was the only Hispanic news organization uh, <laughs> debate that would have had the GOP involved. I can feel yep. Trump is very upset about that. <laughs> well, I guess that uh, Latino outrage uh, kind of backfired. Something, something, something. <laughs> all right, all right. I think we've... Um, I don't know about you guys. I think we've we've beaten on the GOP debate um, enough. Um, we do have one more topic. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the GOP debate? Uh, no, I mean uh, on the Democratic side, I was uh, I was a little bit sad that I couldn't ride with Biden and that yeah. he uh, you know, <laughs> decided not to run. The man is um, not the man is not insane. <laughs> yeah. I I think in terms of uh, the the ranking so far, I'm gonna say. Dem debate one is first. Uh, first Republican debate, third Republican debate, second Republican debate. Because yeah, I, can, the I last, can jive with that. The latest Republican debate was sheer yelling wall to wall. The second Republican debate, I think, is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, that did go on forever. And <laughs> was pretty boring. Oh, yeah. Although, although... <laughs> Be fair, to be fair, the second one had a plane. That's true. Who was the true winner of the debate, and yeah. the third one did the not have a plane. <laughs> Therefore, no one won the debate. I should Zombie go and sh- I should Zombie go Reagan and take a picture with that plane. It's a good plane. It's a really good plane. I, I've been like really close to it. I was on like the uh, the platform that encircles the area where that chunk of plane is. It's a it's really nice plane. About. Oh, the uh, the the uh, Air Force Blackbird? One at the Reagan Library. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reagan Library is actually pretty interesting. But um Is that a seven oh seven or a seven forty seven? I think it's a seven forty seven. So oh uh here's a real quick question before we change topics. Yeah. Uh so who do you think will be the next candidate to drop out of the race? Ooh. Ooh. You're assuming I care. Um <laughs> Well, any of the J V people or Huckabee. Mm. I feel like the JV people are literally just there to sell books. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, um, get a new good. Fox I'm news thinking Fiorina's going to stick it out until she's out and out rejected. I think Huckabee is going to drop out. He seems he seems tired of this. I think it's going to be uh, 
Rand Paul. Oh yeah, I forgot he, he has existed. a Senate campaign that he has to run next year. <laughs> and if he doesn't start raising money for that, he's going to have a lot of trouble. And I think the like the pressure from other politicians, especially mm-hmm. in Kentucky, are kind of starting to get on him. And he's yeah. pulling so badly. I oh, never yeah. expected but, him to fan out that bad. Yeah. Why doesn't but, uh, he just trust the free market? If people want him, they'll pay for him, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, um, last topic is I think it's going to be a fairly short one, just because it's just an interesting topic to bring up. Um, you're all aware of the book 1984. Uh, we have an audience of ed- of educated erudite individuals, I presume. Um, well, uh, the Orwell estate uh, has once again uh, begun going after copyright. You go, well, rather filing copyright suits against people who use the number 1984. Wait, what? Yeah. It was a year. Yeah. A year. <laughs> I was born in it. Hey, hey, anybody. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, Your don't permission say to, to say it's that. 1980X. Yes. Yeah, we might get sued otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, uh, they're going in there. They've filed against this uh, company that makes T-shirts. On uh, on Cafe Press, uh, rather against uh, rather against a particular person who's selling on Cafe Press uh, with a T-shirt that says uh, "1984 is already here," um, and they're just they're suing them because copyright. I don't even think this is a legitimate case of copyright infringement. I'm not really sure. Maybe, maybe if there is, if 1984 is also trademarked, but I doubt that. You can't be. In, in, yeah, it just does not, does not make sense. Um, Apparently, it is in the public domain in Canada, South Africa, Argentina, Australia, and Oman. <laughs> And it will be in the public domain in 2021 in Brazil. Uh, well, not if the United te- States <laughs> in 2044. Yeah, this is this is repre- In my opinion, this is kind of reprehensible. You can't. 1984 is one of these cultural things that has become so intertwined with discussion of government surveillance and and despotic, you know, states that just monitor everything you do that it cannot not be part of the discussion. This the man died in the 1950s. This is his in my this is his estate trying to squeeze every last drop of profit out of this man's work. It's ridiculous. Literally probably what he would not have wanted. Exactly. <sighs> Oh, apparently the uh, apparently they settled a case um, with CBS in 2001 over the name of the show Big Brother. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. <sighs> and that's why they they're filing this lawsuit. Wait, 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 wait. I'm reading the thing right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, the um, the literary agent of the Orwells, uh, dismissed the story as absolutely untrue. Hamilton contacted Cafe Press after a member of the Orwell Society let him know that it was selling unlicensed merchandise, including beer mugs with photographs whose copyright is owned by various parties, including Orwell, and quotes by Orwell. Hamilton said, I asked 
Cafe Press to take down material that was in breach of the Orwell copyright, and without checking with me which items I was referring to, they unilaterally took down everything with any Orwell reference, including T-shirts. So what you're saying is we never... I think what they were talking about is they're talking about like... They're talking about like covers of books, I guess, and stuff like that where... We've, we've always never sent the takedown notice. <laughs> yeah, you know. Excellent double think there, Nelson. Exactly. Oh, no. But, uh, I used, oh, no, no. I, mean, I, I used I, an original you know, they, word that appeared in the book. I am vi- I'm in violation of copyright for even saying that word. It might be true, but it's kind of silly. Like, if you're going to send <laughs> a takedown notice, why don't you actually mention what you want taken down? Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the actual stipulations of sending a DMCA. You need to, or a copyright takedown notice, you need to actually specify the specific works that are infringing on your copyright and how they are doing so. Hmm. Yes. Like, I am well aware that there's no copyright in titles or names and that some Orwell phrases are in the public domain, like Big Brother is watching you. I've explained to a couple of makers of such items that I haven't asked those items to be withdrawn because I have no right to do so. Hamilton added that uh, quotes of a certain length do come under copyright and it is indisputable that the photographs are owned by various parties mm-hmm. with no permission to use when asked or granted. I can also point out that the Orwell estate has never itself licensed any merchandise and we have to take care because Orwell could be, can be easily quoted in favor of causes he didn't espouse. Wait, uh, what? So- um, I'm sorry. Are they saying that that? <laughs> well, no, this no, may no, be no. the most obvious. Like- they may be the most obvious thing in the world, but they they are saying they're saying that Legasp people can be quoted out of context and their quotes framed for purposes which they did not originally support. Well, no, duh. <laughs> well, like he just said, certain things he could uh, he they they don't have control over it's just cafe press overreacted and took everything that had any mm. reference to 1984 down instead of the like where's this article i didn't see it uh, it's in the guardian mm. Where, can you uh, hit guardian. me up with a link and i'll include I'll it in the, the show link. notes yeah uh. you know most things most things are generally overreactions i've found yeah um. there we go cool this will go in the show notes. Da, 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 da. Hey. All right. I think uh I think that's uh I think that that about pushes that topic to the extent. Um honestly, I wasn't really sure how much more there was to discuss about it. <laughs> All righty then. All right guys. Well, uh anything you guys want to plug? George? Yes, one thing. Um if you guys are familiar with the Vlog Brothers, John Green has done a video figuring out what happened in Benghazi, and he tries to be as nonpartisan in any way as he possibly can. And I think it's a really good video, and you should watch it. Ah, yes. Oh, is that that's... that video that was posted in the forums at some point? No, oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But uh, oh. that's my my thing. I liked it a lot. Oh, I saw yeah. It today. <coughs> People right. should watch that. I do have something to plug. Okay. Um, they don't need my help, but the multinational conglomerate known as Amazon uh, just... <laughs> Please uh, give them added, money! They're suffering! Uh, <laughs> they just added same-day delivery as a free thing for Prime people. 
Yep. Um, and they did it today. That's been a thing for a while. No, no, not two day, same day. Yeah, same no, day. No, no, they were doing same day. It depends on the city you're in. Yeah, yeah they, they just, were here in Los Seattle's Angeles had it for a while. They've been here well, in Los Angeles for a while. In a bunch more cities, including New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this morning, I was like, I should get a like a bath mat thing that isn't just a ratty old towel. Um, <laughs> and I ordered it. And you mean it came. a you mean a bath mat? A, a bath mat. Yes. How did that get to your house? Was it like did, did a drone fly that and leave it on your doorstep? Or? No, I wish that would be excellent. Um, no, it was a human. Uh, they kind of smelled like like humans do. Damn humans! Um, but how, but how it wasn't they... a robot. It wasn't a robot. You sure? I sent it a, a signal shake and it didn't reply, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't a robot. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. I'm just I'm I'm impressed with the logistics of that. How did they actually get that there? I know, right? I I don't know where this was living Slave before labor. it came to me, but I, it is in a better house now, and I will. <laughs> I'm gonna. They stop. just like they just like break into a, your neighbor and like steal a towel. Like, Probably. That's awesome. Was it slightly moist? Uh, no, no one has used it. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> Someone trying to break out of somewhere? That uh, that's my laptop leaning against my filing cabinet. Uh huh. I don't think that's that a sound laptops that your hard make. About to die. <laughs> that's a that sound means your your hard drive's trying to escape desperately. <laughs> no, it's just it's like slightly indenting the metal, and if I if I pull on it with my toe, it pops out again. Uh huh. I'm. I'm a fidgeter. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Skojo, anything you want to plug? Um, no, I mean, I, uh, I've been reading a lot of Marvel comics using the uh, Marvel Unlimited app. So, I mean, mm, okay. I think it's pretty cool if you like uh, reading Marvel comics. They have put everything on six months after it comes out on the shelf ah. and all the backlog stuff. And okay. I have, a, I have a, a question, though. Yeah. Yeah. How many, with this, with this app, how many comics... How many Marvel comics can you read? What do you mean? Like, is there a numerical limit? Uh, no, it's unlimited. Like, I, you could read, if you want it, you could read every, like, well, everything they put up. They, every month they put out everything that came out, like, that week, plus some of their backlog. But they have, like, full runs of, like, you know, most of their big titles. At this moment, now they're kind of, like, filling in, like, you know, X-Factor or something like that. But they have, like, <laughs> Uncanny X-Men all the way up and through it. So, like, you can read, like, all of, uh... And then they have them, like, arrayed in events. You can, like, look up... Or look up, like, just a character or a creator if you want to just, like, follow everything Brian K. Vaughn wrote. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just look that up. I mean, occasionally they're missing, like, important stuff. For example, they don't have Alias on there. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, every time I look for something, it's usually there. Hmm. And it was, like, $52 on Father's Day for a year. <laughs> I, I read... I mean, the comics are like four bucks each. I like blew through that like in the first like couple weeks. Mm. It's not bad. I really like it. All right. And um, you can watch it by panel. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I guess the only thing I have to plug is that uh, Derek Chappelle of Drive Through Press, friend of uh, Friday Night Party Line and Acceptable Vices, has been on the show a whole bunch of times. Uh, more often than not. 
playing his uh, demoing one of his games for us has just finished the Vietnam War RPG that uh, Cherba Nelson and I helped run through uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, he's just finally finished it. It should be releasing soon. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to his page on Drive Through to his store on Drive Through RPG. But if you don't see it there, you may want to pick up Can Do, a game of me seeks. Uh, it's free. But uh, also pick up any of his other paid games out there. Hell on Treads, I Want to. I want the Hand of the Protagonist, Magnificent Fighting Sport. Uh, lots of Did good games. Did you do a Terminator one? Oh, yeah, that's Abort Retry Trail. We, uh, Abort Retry Fail. Yeah, we we did, did that, that twice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Kineticon. Yeah, we did. It was uh, fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you should definitely go out there and pick it up. And, uh, yeah, because, I mean, hell, we like it. You will probably, too. Um... Go out there, check out his store, pick up some of his stuff. Um, he puts an insane amount of time into making games, and uh, he makes good good ones. So uh, check it out. All right, folks, that is the end of the show. Thank you to George, Nelson, and Skojo. Chirba did not make it. Apparently, he's putting out literal fires. So, uh, Chirba, we wish oh, you good... Australia. Yeah, uh, putting Ooh. out non-literal fires. Sorry. Uh, non-literal fires. I've had fires. to prevent literal fires before, but never actually put them out. Oh, I've had it's to probably, put out literal uh, fires. It's probably like snakes and spiders. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you should. Uh, we wish we were sure but the best of luck in his uh, non-literal fire putting out this. Oh <laughs> and uh, we will see you all next time on uh, Acceptable Vices. That's next week. So we'll see you on Acceptable Vices next week. Good night, everybody. Uh-huh.